Fight. Action! Take two! Hello, Hidden Pearls Podcast fans. Bruce and Emma here. We are coming to you live from the city of New Orleans. Um, this is our second podcast that we filmed down here, and BK is just fully falling in love with the city. Boys have been. Love Nola. Yeah. Nola. Walk into Bourbon Street, and who knows where you might end up later. Mm-hmm. Come on. Come on. Okay, here we go. Um, so today uh, we have a very exciting episode. Uh, we are about to be taking on a project and more promoting it. That's why we're doing this. Um, it's called NFL Tight Ends Unite for Haiti. And so we're going to get into that with the podcast. Um, but just wanted to give a super special shout out to Reverend Sergio for being on with us today. And BK. All right, so let's dive in. Let's dive in. All right. Okay. Okay. So today we have with us Reverend Brian Sergio on uh, on the show. Um, he is an ordained pastor in the United Church of Christ. He has been visiting, working with, and serving with the people of Haiti for over 30 years, working with an organization he co-founded called Haiti Allies. We know Brian from our own family's days in Madison, Wisconsin, where young GK was born on a football Saturday, um, where we lived when Bruce first left the practice of law to do something else and, and entered seminary on his way to a master's in, Divin- in divinity and ordination with the United Church of Christ. Bruce has traveled to Haiti twice with Brian and has stayed in touch and supported their work there since he first, since his first trip back to Haiti in the 90s. Um, Today we will share a part of the overall story with Haiti, the work of Haiti allies, and then particularly the upcoming NFL's Unite for Haiti allies allies program so that's going to be a virtual yoga fundraiser and we're going to give you all the details for that it's going to be on july 21st uh through zoom via the barn we think for nashville so uh, more on that later uh as far as a look on how you can participate and get involved and also get your own triple autographed nfl yoga mat bag so that's with george kittle tj hawkinson and robert the bobby tunyon of the packers Exactly. Okay. So to get this started though, just to provide a little extra context and why we are so passionate and connected and want to give back and help the city. Um, we're going to play a video from our team in Haiti, from our colleagues in Haiti who are actually like, they're there, they live there, they work at the factory. Um, they, you know, they work with the families, the children that are hungry and impoverished. And, um, yeah, so we're going to go ahead and roll this video. And then afterwards we will introduce Reverend Sergio. All right, welcome back everybody. Hope you enjoyed that video. Um, If you are not watching this on the YouTube channel, if this is a podcast episode for you, then the video is not there, obviously. Um, so go and watch the YouTube video. We're going to post it on our social on our social too, the actual video that we've just played. But definitely go and watch it. Um, it's worth seeing so you can actually see and connect to, you know, the imagery and the message there. Yes, because the picture tells a thousand words, and it's really hard to capture in this podcast, even though we're going to tell some stories about our experiences there. And Brian will um, see in some of the pictures about the situation and some of the things that we're trying to address. I think we'll explain to you why we feel so passionate about what we're doing. So really invite you to do that. Uh, so the Reverend Brian Sergio, as I like to call him, the most, most reverend. Anyway, Brian is an ordained minister in the United Church of Christ, a singer, a songwriter, keynote speaker, CEO of an all-digital music publishing company named the Convergence Music Project. We'll have links and stuff in that in the show. If you have any interest in kind of musical ministry type activities, I encourage you to do that, as well as an author just finishing publishing a couple books. He holds degrees in religion with a concentrated study in psychology from Duke University. He also has a Master's of Divinity from Princeton Theological Seminary. All right. Over the years, Brian has pastored several UCC churches, as he is currently doing with the McFarland United Church of Christ. But the bulk of his ministry over the past 30 plus years has been in a musical ministry through his organization called Crosswinds Music. Brian has traveled the country performing concerts, speaking, preaching, consulting with congregations, and leading retreats. Brian is a powerful storyteller, both in word and music, and his musical ministry has always included challenging songs, prophetically proclaiming the biblical call to social justice, compassion for the poor, honoring the earth, and extending the extravagant welcome, which he believes is at the heart of the gospel message. Getting goosebumps. All right. Brian has also worked extensively with grassroots organizations in Haiti for over 30 years and is co-founder and director of an organization based in Madison, Wisconsin, called Haiti Allies. 
Links and all that will be later and also in the show notes. It is in this work that we will primarily focus today, sharing the story of Haiti, as well as Brian's work in Haiti and in the U.S. with Haiti allies to support the people in Haiti. He has been a dear friend over the years of our family and me personally, and we're very proud and grateful to have him on the show today. Long time coming. All right. So big welcome to Reverend Sergio. So good to have you on the Hidden Pearls podcast um, in the house with us today. We are very excited to feature this story of your work in Haiti and just share in a small part the history of Haiti and the work and ministry of Haiti allies. And again, this all ties into the um, NFL tight ends unite for Haiti yoga fundraiser. We are hosting on July 21st with George Kittle, uh, TJ Hawkinson and Robbie Bobby Tunyon um, of all of the shows we have done and of all of the organizations which help us to fulfill our mission of sharing the untold stories of the people and communities impacted by social and environmental injustice. This is one that does all of that for us and more. The story of Haiti over the years is a difficult one and the current situation is also very hard. It is a place of great need, but also one of great resources and amazing people who show their strength, resiliency and courage each day. We hope to be able to share the story of Haiti, but to also share some of the stories of the amazing people who live there and the ways people can support this work should they feel moved to do so. Look for our next show, Haiti's Allies 2, little promo for that, um, when we have guests from Haiti's joining us. Um, so Brian and I were actually just working on the website for the event and we were talking about we were just talking about Haiti and he was, I was writing up some text for the website and I was saying, I was like, should I say most impoverished city in the world? And he said, yes, um, because Haiti is one of the most impoverished countries and then city of Soleil where the school, where this factory is. Um, but he wanted me to say that as, although it is the poorest city economically, it is one of the richest places spiritually. So we're going to talk about that too. All right. Reverend Sergio, welcome to the podcast. Yo, Rev, what up? Hey, great to see you guys. Thanks so much for having me and uh, for what you're doing. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's really good. So uh, how about we do this? Just a little check-in before we get into all the meat and potato stuff. How you doing? Where are you? And give us just a little bit more on what you're doing nowadays. Yeah, I'm doing fantastic. I live in, in uh, Madison, Wisconsin, and uh, which is where our families got to know each other quite a few years ago. I'm still here. Uh, the, uh, as you mentioned, the little church that I'm a pastor of is just outside Madison in a town called McFarland. Um, but, you know, for over 30 years, I was wandering all over the place uh, in my music ministry. It is awesome to be in one place and uh, to, to be with one community and get to build something over time. So, you know, I'm here just doing that. And, uh, you know, I've got my hands in a lot of different places in terms of uh, the music stuff and the Haiti stuff and my church stuff. But life is good. Hey, dude. Hey, that one, you know, that was it a Chrysler van? What van was that? Remember that one van you'd load all your stuff into and you take off for the weekend or whatever? Yeah. You had to have like 400,000 miles on that, dude. And you drove that thing. I, yeah. Well, and I had over the years, four or five of those things. I got at least 300,000 out of each one, you know, but uh, um, yeah. Yeah. I just finally got rid of my last minivan and now, you know, just have a boring regular car now. So. Oh, wow. Kind of like you graduated. You finally grew up. <laughs> That's pretty right. cool. All right. Well, we had great memories and just we don't have to tell those stories because we have a lot to cover and we didn't want to go too long with everything. But uh, we had great times. Your kids were like two or three years older. So you have an Emma as well and a Sam. And then we have our Emma and then we had George. And so they were just kind of staggered a little bit like you were your family was going through these transitions just a little ahead of us as you guys were going through. So it was all pretty cool. And we all went to the same kind of Madison Christian community and Hope United Church of Christ and all that kind of stuff. So it was uh, all very, very good. So anyway, a lot of great memories. So uh, let's see, we better get your back on track. So we're very glad to have you here. And I read your bio. So everybody knows that you're a very learned man with a bunch of fancy, fancy degrees from out Yeah, I sound pretty impressive on paper, man. You that really was, do. That was good. I, you know, if I didn't know me, I would have been impressed with that intro. I know, Duke and Preston. Okay, so with all that, you're also a prolific uh, musician, not only just your musical ministry and the way you've been in person with people over the years, uh, but 15 CDs released, multiple song and workbooks. We've got a bunch of that in the show notes as well as author of those books. Um, but in addition to multiple, the churches that you've pastored, we really want to get into this, uh, the work you've done with Haiti. And I was looking at it, I think it's around 35 years. Does that sound right? About 32. 32. Okay. All right. We'd hate to, yeah, you're very accurate. And I appreciate that about you. We want to do that. So <laughs> now we kind of were here a little bit um, just because you and I have been to Haiti twice. 
together. Um, kind of the first one, a uh, little bit longer trip, and the other one was a little shorter, kind of a um, little bit more impromptu, but still got a lot of the same effects. So I do want to get into those things, but I really want to talk about how you got involved in your work in Haiti um, and what you're doing with Haiti Allies. And I want to tell a little bit, and I, and I just want to tell people, um, if you don't know the story of Haiti, and even more particularly for me personally, kind of United States involvement in Haiti, um, there's some really difficult stuff in there and it's been a long kind of turbulent history. So uh, we won't be able to do any of that kind of justice. We'll just kind of, you know, run over that a little bit to give people context. But um, there's a lot of involvement with Haiti and some causation around where they're at. And so when the show is about social justice issues, this is one that when I first was exposed to it uh, and then saw it in person in those ways and then have been in friendship with Brian over the years, uh, it's just one that has never left my heart um, or my mind, really. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things. And I know people have different kind of things with that, but I would really encourage people um, beyond the show. And Brian can probably give us some good resources and we can throw some links in and maybe a couple of books out there for people. But really encourage you just to take a little bit of a dive into this and just have an understanding about it as we're going through it. So, again, just want to kind of do that. So, Brian, tell us a little bit about, if you can, um, maybe how your work got started with Haiti, where you got it, and then we'll kind of work into Haiti allies. And maybe as you're going, just kind of give us a little contextualization about kind of the history of Haiti and some of those pieces. Yeah. Well, sure. You know, I, I was thinking about that or what I, what I might say if you ask me a question like that. And, you know, pretty much my whole life, um, I have noticed um, the, the gap between the haves and the have-nots. I mean, I can remember just as, as a little kid, just, you know, trying to make some sense out of the fact that some people have way more than they need and are comfortable and secure. And some people are really poor and in horrible situations. And what's that? So that's always been a part of my awareness. I guess I'm just wired that way. My family, I, my dad came from a very poor family, my mom from a wealthy family. So I grew up in the gap or the crossfire in some ways, culturally between those realities. So I was just always paying attention to that. When I started to think more deeply, uh, got getting into my teenage years and then had a spiritual awakening of sorts when I was about 17. Uh, very quickly, the, the notion that there was a creator of all, that everyone was equally loved and valued by the creator. Then I was like, how the heck do we make sense of this world um, where there that's so divided and, and people so often not seeing each other or caring about each other. So that has just been a passion of mine, both by just how I'm wired as a human, but in terms of what I'm committed to and my beliefs and that, that, that whole thing. Um, so that's just been a big part of it. And I started to realize that um, part of the problem in the world was that people didn't know each other across the socioeconomic gaps. Um, that that's one of the biggest problems with regard to racism. And one of the things that we're, we're learning, you know, very acutely in the last year and a half here in the aftermath of George Floyd and all those who were killed, murdered in unjustly prior to him, but just the race issue um, at the heart of it is a lot of people do not know people across race or across class. And that's accentuated even more when you start talking about international stuff, you know, and by the way, um, I got into the Haiti thing almost by accident. I don't think, you know, Haiti's any more important than the poor, the poor section of your own city here in the US. I mean, it's not about that. But when I started to, to really reflect on these issues and get a sense of history, and then I realized that Haiti was at that point, the poorest country in the Western hemisphere. And so just trying to understand, okay, how does that happen? Right. I mean, you know, that's not a natural thing that some parts of the world, I mean, we're not smarter or better than, I mean, some people might argue we are, I don't think so. But how does a country become that perennially disadvantaged and disenfranchised? And, and so I was just kind of got to that point where for my own well-being, I need to understand this, you know, what's going on in the world. And so I came across an organization that took trips to Haiti and other places in the world and I loved their methodology because it wasn't to go to quote, help those people down there. You know, it was, it was to engage and try to learn from them with them and to open up our own minds and hearts and say, okay, how does the world get this way? You know? So I love that methodology and the respect behind it. Took a trip like that. 
And Haiti just kind of stole my heart. I mean, you've been there. It has a way of the, the reality of it and, and the injustice where we have it here. But in a place like that, it's like right in your face. I mean, you know, you just you can't deny it. Yeah. And that's part of the gift of it. And, and so, again, I've been trying for the last 30 some years to just educate myself and open my own heart to say, OK, what does this mean to have a world where so, so many people like the neighborhood that I work in? it blew my mind to realize that people there didn't eat a real meal often more than like once or twice a week. Um, and things like, things like that just bothered the heck out of me on a real visceral soul level. And so, I mean, that's how it started. And, and then I, I took that trip, that organization invited me to work with them. I started leading those trips, developing relationships and the work I do now grew out of those relationships with a particular community. Excellent. All right. Yeah, because uh, yeah, because I think Don McLean was still working. So those were the Ministry right. of Money group, right? Yeah, and Don yeah. McLean, by the way, was was the founder of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes that some people right. may be familiar with. Yeah, FCA. Yeah. Be before FCA took a sort of right wing turn, um, and and so Don, yeah, Don McLean was a very passionate person and a very justice loving person, and he wanted to really wrestle with the gap between the rich and the poor in the world. What's that about? How's that get there? If you say you care about people, how can you be at a certain socioeconomic level and not somehow connect with an effort of compassion and justice? Right. Yeah. And I love those too. So, I mean, I think in the context, at least when we were in that, uh, kind of talked about it as a reverse mission trip and there was a real clear philosophy behind it that was really different. You know, you read about people, well, we're going over there and we're going to serve meals or we're going to build a building and all of that is fine and good. So this is again, no criticism right. or judgment of that, but the entire purpose of this and the preparation for it, which was, you know, somewhat involved compared to maybe some of the other stuff I've been involved in was really realigning our kind of mental approach that we are going there and that we will be ministered to really in a way of opening our hearts, opening our minds to a deeper understanding of what is really going on there. And the idea wasn't to go to fix anything. It was simply right. to be in relationship with people, to understand what their lives are like. And then really in the context of this work was to kind of let the spirit move you where it good will go. And just like you said, I really like that about just wrestling with this dichotomy between the haves and the have nots in our country and other countries and what goes on and social justice issues and where does it take us and all those kind of right. things. So, and it, and I, the trip, at least for me, certainly is, did that in a very profound way. So, yeah. well, uh, tell us, can you give us the two to three minute version of Haiti, you know, and just kind of a little summary or is that, do you want to do that in this one or we could do some more of that in the next show? I mean, well, we'll I mean, I can say a couple of things that might be helpful. Um, and, right. and that is, I mean, you know, as I said that, okay, Haiti is, is the now statistically, I mean, these stats change a little bit here and there, but, but more recently since the earthquake in 2010, Haiti has been the poorest country in the world. Um, so again, the question, so how does that happen? How does it get there? When you look at the history, um, you realize that, that Haiti um, had a lot of help getting, you know, getting, uh, was exploited um, horribly. And it was the zenith of the slave trade. And so when, when the slave trade began to happen in, in the 1600s, the slaves were brought to the island of Hispaniola, Haiti. And, and uh, so that was where, where slavery in our hemisphere really began. And one of the unique things about Haiti's history, though, is that in 1804, there was a revolution and, and this, the Haitian slaves overthrew the European masters. It's the only country in the history of the world where that has happened. But the rest of the world, France, United States, and other so-called developed nations, and by the way, my Haitian friends say, don't use the word developed nations. You know, if you left us alone, we would develop. Right. You know, it's not natural, you know, to be poor like this. Um, you know, they were exploited, they were Im impoverished. But once they got their independence through a violent revolution, scared the heck out of the rest of the world. And so the United States and France undermined their freedom, refused to recognize them for a long, long time, and, and has been either directly or covertly um, basically using Haiti and, and uh, to be blunt, screwing Haiti over for a long time um, for resources, for cheap labor, uh, for strategic uh, reasons, 
um, but controlling the people and not letting them be free, sending in the Marines many, many, many times to take the country over. Um, anyway, and that's a whole nother conversation as to whether or not that's a good idea, but, but uh, that's their history of being exploited. And, and uh, so they're not stupid. <laughs> You know, and when you go there, you realize, whoa, this is a beautiful culture of amazingly gifted people with so much to offer the world if they were given an opportunity. So a big part of our work is trying to invest in their creativity, their opportunity, their capacity to call that forth and create opportunities for them. Right. And really, to and to the extent that we're able to lobby for ways in which we can lift kind of the economic difficulties that have been imposed on them so that to the extent that creativity is freed up, that it can be employed in a way that would benefit the people of Haiti. So right. working on that. So uh, yes, long kind of um, uh, disparaging history there on the part of the United States. And we'll leave that to others to kind of work on. Okay, so we got that and we're there. So uh, then talk to us eventually then after your involvement there with Ministry of Money, you're taking the trips. Uh, eventually this thing called Haiti Allies comes to fruition. So talk to us a little bit about that creation, its purpose and kind of what, who, who are those people and what's going on? Yeah. So, you know, all these years of me going down there and I've probably been back and forth to Haiti, I don't know, at least 80 times at this point and, and, um, and taking groups primarily on behalf of this organization. Um, and, but with no agenda to quote help um, because, you know, there's, there's a lot of arrogance and condescension built into a lot of short-term quote mission trips uh, where you think, you know, I'm going to go down there for a week and, and do something to help those poor people. Um, you know, it, as, as one friend of mine in Haiti said, you know, tell your friends in the U.S., we can build our own damn houses, you know, or, or we can paint our houses. You know, I mean, um, what we need is jobs. What we need is investment in, in we, so that we can uh, break the cycle of dependency and become um, independent and self-sustaining on an economic level, et cetera. If you really want to help us invest in that. And that's that's where our focus is. Um but that, that, that was a tangent I just got off on. What was the question you asked me? Yeah. We are looking at the development of Haiti. Haiti allies. Haiti allies. And oh, just how, how Haiti allies started. Yeah, so I was taking those trips down Brother, there. We'll keep you on track, man. You just Yeah, okay, just please do. Go. So, someone's got to, man. Someone's got to. So, yeah, the, uh, you start getting me wired up about this. I I'll, go, I'll, I'll go down all kinds Come of Come on, baby. Come on, baby. <laughs> all, all right. right. So, nah, you know, so I've taken all these groups down and getting to know people in Haiti. And, and to me, I mean, just one of our basic principles, it's all about relationships. You know, I mean, if you go someplace with some organization to quote help or to build something or to do something and you don't know the people on the ground there, you are likely, even with very good intentions, you're likely to create as many problems as you as, as you address. Right. So it's all about relationships. I got to know people, got to be friends with people. Um, and then over time, they finally said, hey, um, we got this or that going in our community that we're trying to do. Is there any way you could help us with that? And, and so in the context of friendships over time, we, I started to get a lot of invitations to respond to some of the things that I was stepping into on a regular basis. So Haiti Allies grew out of that to say, okay, let's, let's organize and really fine tune our methodology so that we're not creating problems and not thinking we have all the answers, but respond to some of the invitations to help. And one of the things they wanted and needed the most was education. Um, and there's, there's, there was no school in, in the neighborhood that, that, that we were working in primarily. And, uh, and parents could not afford to send their kids to school. There's no public school system as such. And so they, they wanted to have a school um, that would be free to the poorest families. And so we helped them start that. And that's kind of how some of this started. All right, and what's the name of that school? The school is called City Soleil Community School, and City Soleil is a shanty town on the outskirts of Port-au-Prince. Arguably, Mother Teresa once referred to it as the poorest place on earth. Um, but uh, pretty rough place, very, very volatile, a lot of gangs, a lot of violence, very dangerous place. Um, white people cannot just go down there and show up. You have to have relationships. Um, and, and I mean, for that matter, Haitians who don't live there, I mean, it's a, it's a dangerous place and a really beautiful place, really, really beautiful people. Um, but that school started there to serve their own community. And Okay, and then from the school it grew. Well, right. we realized, I mean, once we started a, a basic education, um, then they said, hey, you know what? Our kids are too hungry to focus on their academics. And in, in Haiti is a land of proverbs. And there's a Haitian proverb that's, that says, uh, an empty bag cannot stand straight. 
And that, that's referring to, you know, kids with empty stomachs uh, can't stay awake, um, can't focus. Uh, there's no shot to learn. So they said, these kids are not, as I said earlier, a lot of them were not eating a real meal more than maybe once a week. Beyond that, they would chew on a piece of sugar cane or something, but nothing nutritious. They were severe, severely malnourished and at times would, would die of hunger-related causes. Um, so they said, we need to start a meal program at the school. Could you help us with that? So that was the next priority. We started just feeding kids one, one day a week, and that's grown into now you know, five days a week, uh, thanks to some, the generosity of some people that but it's a never ending battle to try to raise the money to feed the kids. But um, if we do nothing else other than help them get a rudimentary education, but eat and stay alive, uh, that's a beautiful thing. And uh, I tell you, um, I, I just hope, I hope everybody at least at one time in their life gets to see a kid who, who, a six-year-old kid or a seven-year-old kid, the look on their face when that school meal comes. And then often to see that little kid not eat all of what's on their plate and scrape a little bit off in a bag, take it home so that their brothers and sisters or their parents can eat that day. You know, all you got to do is, is uh, get your head and your heart around the fact that that's the way the world is in, in places like this. Um, it, it doesn't make much sense. I, for me, well, put it this way who I am and who I'm trying to be, what my life's about makes no sense. If it's not somehow connected to that reality, you know, I can't, but no, none of us can fix it. We can respond to it, you know? And so that's what we're trying to do. So education, food, let me just stop there and give you a chance to. Uh... <laughs> well, no, man, it's like, you know, and I know people, a lot of our listeners, they'll have been exposed to maybe other kinds of situations that are very difficult like that. And that, and I guess you know what I got out of that is kind of the starfish story about the guy throwing the starfish back that washed up. Somebody comes along because there's hundreds and hundreds of them. You'll never save them all, and he goes, "Yeah, but I can save this one." And so they just keep on doing it. And so that's you know it's kind of like encouraging folks within their sphere of influence to commit to whatever they can commit to and pay attention to those pieces. And so for you, it's really it, this has really been a central piece for your ministry and who you are as a person and those pieces. So right. um, really love you for that. And really grateful for the pieces that you've shared with me over the years on that. So, well, from the school and then the meals, then it took another step. So there was some more growth there. And so explain yeah. to us that step, because I think that's a really important step. And it really ties us into kind of the fundraiser and these yoga mat bags that we're talking about. Right. Well, as I said before, I mean, a big part of our commitment is to trying to help them break the cycles of dependency that have traditionally characterized a lot of nonprofit work um, or quote mission work. By the way, we, we really don't use the term mission much anymore just because it has all those connotations with cultural imperialism over the years. We call our trips journeys of mutual exchange. So we go down, yes, we, we do try to do some things but we make sure that there's a mutual flow and we're receiving the gifts and honoring the dignity of what, what Haitian people have to offer. But we realized over the years that, you know, I mean, it's a never ending effort to try to raise enough money to like send down to feed kids. It, that in and of itself is a beautiful thing to do. But the, the more beautiful thing is to help families there have jobs, you know, so that they can feed their own families and, and, and know the dignity and have some hope of not being dependent on foreign benevolence, you know, and good hearted people. Um, so, um, I mean, the, lots of that dependency still exists or we wouldn't be doing a fundraiser like this, you know, but our goal is, is to create work. So long story short, after a lot of, of uh, thinking, um, we helped them start a, a little factory within the footprint of the school that they built. Um, so the factory is owned by them. It's not a sweatshop where some foreign company comes down and hires people at slave wages. They, they paid a decent wage. Um, and parents of the students are employed to create things primarily out of recycled materials in the community. Um, so the yoga mat bags that are a part of this fundraiser are made in this little factory by parents of the students who make a living so that they can support themselves. And if we can make this factory profitable, 
and we're always looking for help with you know marketing and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's just really in the in the initial stages. But the goal is for the factory to generate profits that would underwrite the operations of the school, so they don't need our benevolence um, and 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 have a shot at being self self sustaining. Right. So in um, so in the clips, the little video that you saw, you saw a little bit of that. And so one of the issues down there. So we talked. There, there was a mention of the rice bags. So we can kind of talk about that. And the other piece is the way in which a significant portion of the people receive their water, which is through kind of large Ziplocs. And approximately, yeah, and I think approximately 2 million per day get discarded around Port-au-Prince, you know, so people have some kind of fresh water because there really, there is no running fresh water for the right. most part. Yeah, it's even, it's even more than two, it's 8 million uh, of oh. those water sacks a day in the capital city. And okay. for people who aren't familiar, they're, you know, they're little, sacks, plastic sacks filled with water that's clean that they can drink. Uh, I mean, at, lack of access to clean water is the number one cause of death in the world. Right? Um, so people in Haiti don't have access by and large. I mean, you can't drink the running water there, right? So they are forced to either get water from a trucks and pay, and pay for it. Um, there are water trucks, you know, that come by. Um, if they're at, they have access to a well in in the mountains or whatever that, that can work. But in the city where we work, it's these plastic sacks full of water. Um, and so, um, so we've been taking those plastic sacks and recycling them and uh, ironing them together so they're thick and strong, and then creating things out of that. And I, before I go any further, I have to give credit to an organization called Peace Cycle. Um, P-E-A-C-E cycle. They have a website. They're the ones who first came up with this idea, um, a woman named Rose, and they really should get the credit. We, we're working hard not to create anything that they create so that we're not competing against them. Um, but so we had already been making the yoga mat bags out of uh, recycled rice and flour bags. And those are the, the primarily the ones that you'll see um, in, this, in this fundraising effort that have been signed by the guys. But we're now making those same yoga mat bags out of those recycled water bags because otherwise those sacks go into a canal of open sewage and then go out into the ocean and it is an environmental disaster. And something that I wanna say is, cause uh, what triggered when we started thinking about this was if you guys watched episode 10 that we did with Water Boys, right? Yeah. Stephanie Garland and Chris Long. Um, at first we're like, let's build a well, like let's partner with Water Boys to get a well to Haiti. So can you talk about why that isn't the best solution for it right now? Well, I, I mean, it may it may uh, be it possible. You mean well in the community of City Soleil. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure exactly what you're alluding to, but I mean, one of the realities is that um, that there's a business, you know, happening distributing these sacks, and and it's it's run a lot by the gangs and yeah. and or yeah. by organized gangs in corporations, and uh, and so if we came along and in any way competed with or undermined that, you get people killed real easily. You know, I mean, um, so we have to be very careful about things like that. Is that, I don't know if that's what you were yeah, that, that's wanting what we're, me to, to mention. Yeah. And just so though for people, so this is kind of the initial piece, but I mean, our long-term effort, and again, to do it in a way that's sustainable and safe yeah. and appropriate, there's so many moving factors down there, right. uh, would be to try to help the school with the factory eventually have its own source of water, if yeah. we can do that in a safe way. So that's Absolutely. And, and Chris, if you're watching this, man, we would love to have you come to Haiti and, and you know, we, we can find a place for a well that would be a win-win for everybody. But yeah, we're working on it. Yeah, we do have interest. There is kind of a, a group working on that. We have conversations around it. So we have a lot more about implementation of boots on the ground in Haiti to make things work. So that, that is kind of part of it. So, yeah. okay. Uh, so factory, those kind of pieces. And so what we've seen then, and there's some clips on there and there's pictures of this on the Haiti Allies website. Uh, with the yoga mat bags and those kind of pieces. And so we have a bunch of them. Uh, we have about 200 of them that are signed that are the rice bags. And then we have the recycled ones. How many did you just send us? Because I, I know they were at the house before I left. I think I sent you a, about 100 of the, uh, the the water sack yoga mat bags. Um, yeah, yeah, if you can so, get those signed. Yeah, so those are going to get signed as well. So we should have three to 350 of these bags available. We'd really love those are going to be available. They're part of the fundraiser. Um, they're going to be autographed again by... Uh, George and TJ and Robbie Tunyon. Uh, and so you'll have those. And if that's meaningful to you in that, and there's two sizes. So there's kind of the small traditional one. I really like the, the super extra large one 
is so great because you can fit the yoga mat in there and stuff some stuff in and it's got a great bag. So just to be clear, the only ones that are signed are the big bags, but oh. there are smaller bags available on the website. So if you guys go to the website, which I'll have linked, Haiti Creates. Right. Um, you and I'll sign them. any anyone that anybody wants. Yeah, right? Brian will sign yeah, all yeah. of them. But you can get different sizes, <laughs> but we only picked the big ones because BK and I loved the, it just fits better. We like the big bags. So we're like, let's roll with those. We'll make it easier for the website. Yeah. yeah. So. Big for our guys. Okay. So let's see, we got school and factory and all that. So we talked about reverse mission trips a little bit and kind of some of those things. And then, so let's talk a little bit about the fundraiser coming up. So let's do that. So Miss Lou, you want to just kind of just unfold that a little bit. And so you guys, let me just intro it. Um, and so just in conversation with Brian, this has kind of been in my heart for a long time. And so we try to be supportive and do all those things. And then we were looking at the Haiti allies things and these pieces. And so Miss Emma being the yoga, you know, yogi, uh, and the guys really appreciating yoga and we had guys at the barn. And so talking to Brian, they sent us all the bags. We autographed them. And so we've been trying to kind of figure this thing out. Of course, COVID didn't make it too easy. We were going to do kind of a big live event. And so we're going to do the Zoom thing. So Emma can kind of talk about the format about that. But the idea is to we want to share the message we're going to about Haiti. We really want to push a little bit about Haiti Allies and the work that's being done there between the school, the meals and the factory, how people can support it and asking people to just, you know, buy a bag if you can and see what else is available and all those kind of things and just maybe take a look too. So it's about raising money, but it's also about just we really want to just create some awareness and maybe engage people in a little bit deeper way. And that's what our hope is with the fundraiser. Yes, excellent introduction. But and the other hope is so the reason that we wanted to do this instead of just taking money and donating it is we're trying to support the business. So the economic side of the school, the factory, so that it becomes something that is self-serving so that it's not just us donating every once in a while. And our hope in raising awareness is that, I mean, these bags are awesome. Like we actually Super use awesome. them and take them. We didn't take the signed ones because we're saving them for y'all, but, oh, <laughs> but the reason that we're like, the bags are great and the functionality is awesome. And so we wanted to create a project, a product that we were actually going to use and that we do use and then promote it in that way. So that like, even if you can't come to the event, you can buy the yoga bag, you can share, you can share about it, but let's talk about the event. So, okay. All right, so um, on July 21st, um, from 3 to 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, uh, we're going to be hosting a virtual yoga event, and it's called NFL Tight Ends Unite for Haiti. And so George, TJ, and Robbie, um, they all got together. They signed a bunch of bags. They're going to be signing more. Um, so there's going to be three different options of how you can get involved. So the first option, and now we're doing this over Zoom, and so there can only be a 1,000 people, and I'm hoping we max that out immediately. That would be freaking amazing. But the first option is... Um, you're going to, you can buy the link to the zoom and everything is going to be through the Haiti allies website. I'm going to have it all linked for you guys. But the first thing that you can do is you can buy access to the class. Now this is $35. All you're going to get able is the link to join the class. Um, you can participate, you know, watch it. It's going to be kind of a two hour thing. So there's going to be like live questions on, um, there's going to be different stories from our friends in Haiti sharing about different pieces that we're talking about. Um, George, Rob, and TJ are going to be on. It's going to be like the old Jerry Lewis telethon. I've never seen that. I know a lot of people have, but like old folks, like we know, like they'd get on for like 48 hours. He wouldn't sleep, you know, and he'd be like, it's time. You know, he'd be like, come on, baby. We got to right, Anyway, right. so we're having, an, so that's the first option. So you can just get on. It's just a watch option. The second option is the watch option plus the signed yoga bag. Okay. So plus the signed yoga bag. Yeah. Um, get yourself a bag. Get yourself a bag. Right. And I think we have that listed for 80, 80, 875. No, no, we have listed for 85. So playing off of George's number, all the money is going to the nonprofit. Um, but and Bobby T. And, what? 85. Oh yeah. And Robbie. Um, sorry, TJ. Uh, and then the last option, which has not been released yet, um, but we're going to be auctioning, auctioning off. We have a couple different auction items that we're going to do, but it's going to be 10 live question ticket options or ticket participant options. I have an idea. But so those 10 tickets, what's going to happen is we're going to have an option, an auction, and the top 10 bids are going to win one of these tickets. So you'll get access to the Zoom. You'll get the free, you'll get the signed yoga bag. You're also, I think we're going to get some signed player cards in there as well. And then you're going to be able to ask a live question. So I'm going to pull you up and then you're going to be able to ask a live question to all of us who are there. So it's going to be Rob, George, TJ, maybe we're trying to get could Brian be, there. Could be Pops is going to be there. Claire and mom are going to be there. 
Um, some other people might be there. We're trying to kind of recruit to build this thing up even bigger. But for sure, Robbie, George, and TJ, you can ask them football questions. They're going to have to be pre-submitted because we've gotten some weird ones before. Um, but you can ask a question live and they're going to talk to you and we're going to have this recorded so I can, you guys are going to get the recording, do whatever, you know, so you're going to have that. And then, um, so yeah, so there's the three different options. The auction item is not live yet because we have not, I haven't set it up with our organization yet. Um, but the way it's going to work is you're going to go on to the Haiti allies site. There's the two first options. So the live event and then the live event plus the yoga bag, you can purchase those now. So like I said, there's only a thousand spots and we're going to run out. Um, and then I'm going to be teaching two different short yoga classes. So I'm going to split them up in different ways. So you guys are getting two different classes. Um, Mike, you're on a little go-to movement that we've been learning about mm -hmm. down in New Orleans. A little flow, a um, little go-to, a couple questions. But yeah, and so uh, Brian, anything you want to add about that? Um, well, yeah, two things. Um, one is, is uh, probably is helpful for people to know that, that Haiti Allies, the kind of the parent organization, um, is completely volunteer run. So we have absolutely no overhead, not one cent of any contribution or, or purchase, product purchased goes to uh, administration on our end. It, it all goes there. So I, I have found that people appreciate knowing that. Um, that the other thing is- subscribe. Don't you pay for, I thought you paid for that Cadillac. Yeah. What? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. New minivan for me, man. Okay, so. Um, now, and the other thing, though, that it gets a little confusing. We, you've, you've heard the term Haiti Allies a lot. That's the nonprofit that, that oversees all this work. The, the website for the yoga mat bags and for this event is Haiti Creates. That's the brand name. You know, so that, that that's the brand name of the line of products created at the factory in Haiti. HaitiCreates.com is the website. So, you know, you can forget Haiti Allies unless you really want to know more about it. And there are links on the Haiti Creates site to Haiti Allies. Okay. Great. And you're going to be able to donate there. You're going to be able to buy tickets to the event. You're going to be able to do everything. Also shop around because all of the there's other products right. are there. Um, yeah, there's other products there. So they got some bags and all that kind of stuff. So it's all right. good. Yeah. And let okay. me just also say that if, if somebody's watching this who is a really good business person and feels like you would like to, uh, to volunteer to help run this business or consult with us, we are always looking for people to help us with marketing, to get the word out. Um, so, you know, we're just, it's really a startup at this point. And, uh, you know, so we could use help. Okay. So if anybody's out there for that, well, let's talk then uh, next week, we are going to kind of redo another, this is going to be Haiti Allies or Haiti Create Part 2. Uh, and we're going to have some guests from Haiti. So Brian, tell us a little bit about who might be on the show and talking to us from the school and or factory or boots on the ground there. Yeah. Well, the one primary person is a man named Guy Morales. Uh, and uh, he's a dear friend of mine, and he and I co-founded uh, the organization that owns the school down there. It's called SPARE, which is an acronym that stands for Sponsorship Program Aiding Relationships in Education. But that's the nonprofit in Haiti that owns the school, runs all the programs, owns the factory. So Guy, Guy will be with us, uh, an amazing guy with an amazing story, grew up in that neighborhood, uh, has been through an awful lot and can speak very powerfully to uh, to what the Haitian reality is. And then hopefully maybe one of the workers in the, in the factory, but um, Guy speaks English, so it's a little easier to, to do this with him, uh, but he could translate for one of the workers. Okay. So uh, Brian will be on, Em and I will be back on, and then we'll have Guy and then maybe somebody else from the factory. So that'll be good. So just take a little bit deeper dive and then we'll have some additional videos kind of put up and so people can learn and understand a little bit more. So we'd be all set. Okay, so, well, Brian, then just right now, then, so uh, we've kind of talked about this. So here's what I've got, and you can add to it. I've put just a closing thing about how can people help. So we want folks to go to the Haiti Creates website. They can sign up for the Haiti Unite, Tight Ends United thing for the fundraiser on July 21. So there's a couple options there soon, and maybe by the time we get this posted, or at least soon enough, the third option will be there as well. Um, you can order your yoga mat bag and all that kind of stuff and or other products. Obviously, they'll always take donations of your time, energy, and money. So that is always a great thing. What we would really time treasures talent. Time treasures talent. Uh, the other thing that we would really love you to do is uh, if you would share this podcast and/or the Haiti Create stuff with others and your friends. And so, if you get a little bit of a nudge on all that kind of stuff, we would love to broaden that. We'd really love to sell out the thousand folks um, for the zoom event. And if we have that and there's a demand, we'll do another one. So we'd really love that. Also on the zoom link. Um, it's, 
getting set up right now, but you're not going to get the Zoom link immediately. It's going to go out closer to the date of the event. So if you don't get it right, you're just going to get like a thank you for your purchase. Thank you for supporting Haiti Creates. Um, so you're not going to get it right now. So don't freak out, but you can also message me if you need to. Message us. Info at thunderbirdperformance.com. Okay. And then last, I guess if you really get excited, we'll figure out a way to take a trip. And so maybe this will evolve to kind of another trip and maybe we'll Hidden get, podcast goes to Haiti. Yeah, you know, so like next spring, maybe we'll get some of these fancy, 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 not just East Coast trained reverends, but maybe we can get some of these fancy, fancy NFL guys to go with us. Uh, and just take a little bit deeper look. And so that's obviously an opportunity as well. So, Brian, so we got to close out because I know time is uh, we're a little bit backed up on some stuff here. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about it. And you could think about this too. I know you've had some very profound experiences in Haiti. And I guess, you know, I guess I'll take a little shot at this. Um, we were going to talk a little bit more in depth about, you know, the trips that we took. We did visit um, a place um, and a blanket on the, for the destitute and dying kind of a, I don't know, a facility in which those who have no more hope of living and who are in kind of the throes of death, um, they go. And so we visited that place. Um, we visited also, I think, some other schools and such and just kind of really experienced some of those pieces. And so and I, I think what, you know, some of the things that really struck me with, you know, one is the color grace and, and by color, I just mean the richness, you know, of the people and who was there with us, the people, the way in which they treated us and received us. And it was great too, because you guys did a great job prepping us in a way of like, you know, we're really the ones receiving ministry here in this relationship. And that's really how it felt, but kind of recognizing kind of the lack of resources and the shortages of things. And it's just so many of the things that we take for granted and then being with people and, you know, and I've worked a lot of prisons, I've worked jails, I've done hospital ministry stuff, you know, I mean, I've been with people in very difficult situations and all that, but um, Haiti's certainly one that uh, I've never forgotten just because of kind of the overall context in that. And so um, I just encourage folks to, you know, maybe we'll get a chance to kind of look at a little bit more of that with Guy next week. But, um, you know, I just, I guess I really want to encourage people to maybe just take a breath and take a little bit closer look and be open to having your heart broken just a little bit and learning this. And, and I know we're not asking everybody to do everything, um, but if you have a nudge about doing something new and something a little bit different and meeting some new people, then uh, maybe the Haitian story will be one that will kind of vibe with you. Uh, and we certainly encourage you to join us on the fundraiser because we think it'll be a great event, both kind of educationally, it should be really fun with the tight ends, do a little yoga, and uh, hopefully we'll raise some, some money for folks as we're going. Uh, Brian, so we will hook everybody up. Uh, where can people find you on Instagram, social website? I'll, I'll put it in the notes. We got all that. So we got Haiti Allies. We got Haiti Creates, McFarland UCC, Crosswinds Music. We got your books and all that. Is all that on Amazon or local bookstores? All your Okay, so uh, we'll look well, all that. Yeah. I mean, you can find me in at least some of my stuff on all those things. All right. We're going to try to get you digital. And then we got the Convergence uh, Music Project as well. So we're going to dial up some of that stuff as well. So, all right, Brian, we thank you very, very much for joining us. Wait, I want to do the last question. Oh. This is my favorite one. We're going over. But oh. so even with all of this, and obviously I hope you guys are hearing that the Haitian story is a very difficult one. Brian, with all your work and everything, and Dad, I love what you said about being willing to have your heart broken a little bit. Um, as I'm sure, Brian, you have felt that many, many times. What gives you hope in all of this after all these years? Hmm. Well, it's, I mean, directly in Haiti, what gives me hope is, is just the uh, courage and the resiliency of spirit of people. I mean, the reality uh, that they live with and the odds that are stacked against them and, and uh, on so many levels and yet maintain uh, a degree of gratitude uh, and joy. That's, you know, I mean, the first trip I took to Haiti, I had heard the old adage, you know, money can't buy happiness. You know? But when I went down there, I was blown away by the fact that um, I was spending time with people who materially had nothing. And the majority of them were more joyful and free and loving and kind in a real authentic way than most people I knew in my life. In fact, and it hit me, I don't know that many profoundly happy, content people. And, and in Haiti, the joy just spills all over the place, you know? So I came back thinking, man, you know, I think uh, we, we have some serious rethinking to do that, and that our, our affluence very often is more the problem than the solution. 
uh, you know, money can't buy happiness, but it can buy a lot of stress and anxiety and, and unhappiness. Um, so having a chance to reflect on that in the context of real relationships and to realize, yeah, you can be materially destitute and, and actually live a beautiful life. Not to romanticize anybody's poverty. And there's a difference between misery and poverty. Most Haitians I know say, we're just trying to move from misery to poverty, man. We don't mind being poor, you know? Just don't want to be miserable. So anyway, those, those are the kinds of lessons and just think, it makes me stop and say, okay, what's life really about? You know, are the, it, it, are the things that I'm spending my time looking for and seeking after, are they really, do they contain what I'm looking for or not? And very often the trips in Haiti uh, give me clues as to what I'm really looking for um, than anything else. All right. You're a wise man, Brian. Very cool. Well, all right, brother. Well, we thank you for sharing. And then uh, we're going to finalize our date, but sometime over the next week to 10 days, we hope to have that one up. And again, people mark your calendars for July 21. Uh, those links are already available and all those are going to be posted in the show notes. And we'll be pushing them out on our Instagram and hopefully the, our players will nudge them as well. And we'll get oh, some. We're books, on so. it. I got it for them. Yeah. So we'll do all that. So, all right, Brian, any last words? Not last. No, last. Just, no, no, just, just huge, uh, huge gratitude to all of you and, uh, and to George and, and uh, TJ and, and uh, Robert. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. All right. Yeah. Robbie T sport in Wisconsin. There hey. for you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're in Wisconsin, Robbie, like, you know, go Packers. Backers. All right. All right, brother. We love you very, very Bye. much. Thank you for all your work and for spending this time. And then we'll follow up with you here shortly. Fantastic. Thanks so much. All thank right. you. Yep. Bye -bye. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for watching part one of our uh, tight ends unite for Haiti uh, series. We are super thankful for Brian to have him in our life still. Um, yeah. And for all of you guys who are going to share this and promote this and help us um, make a difference. There's a lot of work to be done. So um, thank you. Uh, we really appreciate it when you like and subscribe to our show, when you give us a review, because it helps us to get this message out there, which means we get to uh, raise more money and donate more money for organizations like this. Um, if you have any interest at all or want to know more information, you're always welcome. You can hit us up, you can hit us up on uh, our Instagram account or you can message us through our website or just shoot us an email. It's info at thunderbirdperformance.com. Um, we are here. We want to help in, you know, talents, treasure, and time. And if, for you yogis out there, um, for, with the yoga bags and the, this being a yogi event, we just encourage you, if you've got a local yogi studio that you are part of, you could share it there with folks because we'd sure love to get this thing filled up and or have people help us sell out the yoga mats the bag so any any help you can get with that and if again if you're interested in helping this event get off the ground and want to do some more distribution whatever we're always looking for that help so you can hit us up at our info email. or even if it's not necessarily for this event like they're making new bags all the time yep. and if you're interested in selling or promoting or like putting them in your store or you have any awareness about that we will pay for shipping and send them to you and yep. send you all of the marketing and anything that you need um but yeah all right guys thank you and we will see you next week Thank you.